Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, say what you want about Todd Bowley, but the new Chelsea owner certainly knows how to get things done. He's just one day on from removing Thomas Tuchel from his post. The American has installed Graham Potter as the Blues' new manager. And is this a shrewd bit of business, or will the former Brighton boss struggle to find his feet at Stamford Bridge? I'm in joy, and I'm delighted to be joined by Nigel Rio Coker and my good friend Jonathan Johnson to discuss the breaking news. Kegolazzo begins right now. Hey everybody, welcome along. My name is Ian Joy. You're probably wondering where my good friend Luis Miguel Echegaray is. Oh, let me fill you in in just a minute. But before, yeah, I'm joined by two special guests today, Nigel Rio Coker and my good friend Jonathan Johnson. So Luis Miguel Echegaray is no longer in the hot seat. Unfortunately, he has departed the building as you follow on his social medias you'll be able to see and maybe make contact with Luis Miguel he is moving on to a new adventure he has chosen to step away from this post and he has delightfully handed me the keys to sit in this chair and to talk to all you wonderful people but today I've got my good friends Jonathan Johnson and Nigel Rio Coker we're going to touch upon Luis Miguel Echegaray before we get into some breaking news from Chelsea as we mentioned at the top of the show Jonathan Johnson how are you doing my friend yeah, doing very well. Thank you. Uh, great to be on with you guys. And yeah, obviously, uh, you know, slight tinge of sadness, uh, you know, uh, with uh, LME moving on, but he's moving on to to a new exciting project for him, both personally and professionally. And, uh, you know, I think I speak for us all when I say that uh, I wish him all the best and, and thank him for two plus years of, uh, you know, being a great professional, a great colleague, but also a friend. Nigel, yep. you said he was a friend of yours. You probably wouldn't give him the most expensive cigar in your collection, but he's a good enough friend to have some kind words for him. Yes, I can't give Luis the expensive cigar. I can give him uh, something that he doesn't know about, but not as good as quality. But no, Luis is uh, more than just another guy that I've come across in the media and all my works of, of uh, life of playing football. He has become a real good friend of mine and he's a big Villa fan as well. And we've really built a friendship and a connection and, I wish him well, a uh, very talented young man. And I know he's going to go on to do more exciting and great things. And uh, we definitely keep in contact with him and a uh, fantastic human being. He is one great human being, a very talented individual and certainly someone we are going to miss at CBS across all of our platforms. And I'm sure all the K Galato fans out there will miss him dearly. You can still stay in contact with him as he goes on to his new adventure on his social media platforms. But for me personally, also a big thank you to Luis Miguel Echegaray for what he did at CBS Sports, helping growing the game, for being such a great person to work alongside as well ahead of those Champions League days. It wasn't necessarily the best when it came to predicting results or predicting who was going to win games. <laughs> That's a little sly, a little dig at him there. But we do absolutely love LME and we wish him all the best moving on. So as I said before at the top of the show, 
My name is Ian Joy. You might have seen me before on CBS Sports, on Champions League coverage, maybe covering some World Cup qualifiers, Europa League, where Nigel Rio Kokar has been absolutely dreadful in his predictions. But we're hoping his opinion today is a little I'm bit I'm going better. to interject on that one right now. We've just started right, a new right, campaign. Right. And I think, <laughs> again, if people haven't heard you the first time, his name is Ian Joy again. Ask Ian Joy who is top of the league right now for predictions that we just started this week. I believe it's Nigel, and I believe Ian is bottom. So I'll let you carry on from there. All right. Let's just say it's match day one. And just for your knowledge, I think James Bond, uh, James Bond, James Ben just top of the table right now. All right. I got to move on, boys. Let's get to Chelsea's breaking news today. There was breaking news coming in after Thomas Tuchel was relieved of his duties. Um, not a good performance, not a good result. Uh, against Dinamo Zagreb on Tuesday. And the day later, Thomas Tuchel was away from Chelsea Football Club. So the news broke today. And we now have a new manager in charge of Chelsea Football Club. Graham Potter signs a five-year contract. Jonathan Johnson, what is your reaction to the breaking news today? Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, a surprise. Well, I mean, it's a surprise given the the turnaround. Uh, you know, obviously, we knew uh, since yesterday that this was going to be the choice that that Chelsea pursued. Um, you know, I think there's always going to be a twinge of disappointment given everything that Brighton have have showed over the last couple of years under under Graham Potter's leadership. But also at the same time, you know, kind of a sense of intrigue now to see how he handles this new position. Obviously, a huge step up. Uh, it sounds like he's taking quite a few members of his backroom staff with him as well but uh you know i think now you know the, this this is the real start of the new chelsea era uh you know and i think um potter is a shrewd move um you know and i think he he has a very exciting future ahead of him but this is also uh you know quite a high pressure task so i'm very very curious to see how the next couple of weeks go jj Nigel. Is he a shrewd mood or is it the, the right move? That's what I want to know. We want to know if it's the right move, in your opinion, JJ, because I've got mine. I mean, I think it's a better move for Chelsea than it perhaps is for Potter, because I think for Potter, it's a very... I mean, there's a lot of pressure, but, uh, you know, I mean, Tuchel is going to be a hard act to follow given that he came in and within six months won the Champions League title. You know, that's never easy to to follow. And also the expectation that comes with being the first coach of a new era like this. I mean, we saw it, uh, you know, with Roman Abramovich when Jose Mourinho came in. Uh, you know, it's... You know, it, it's it's a big, big step for him, uh, you know, but it's one that he feels he's he's ready to uh, he's ready to fulfill. Yeah, I think uh, for me, I think it's, it's a gamble by Chelsea and it's not taking anything away from what Graham Potter is and what he's about. Done fantastically well at Brighton, deserves all the credit he's getting because he also develops players. But now he's taking a big leap to Chelsea to that top 1%. I'm sure he's very aware of the pressure that comes with being a manager at that level. Whether he's ready for it or not, only time will tell. And for me, I think the safer bet was the other man that was linked to it was Mario Pochettino. And I think you look at him, he's already established himself at that level of management with what he did at Tottenham and obviously Paris Saint-Germain. So he knows what comes with that kind of pressure and expectancy. For me, is if it doesn't work out for Graham Potter, it's a difficult situation for him because it's like, where does he go next? He was doing so well at Brighton. He gets offered a big club, big opportunity. And again, I take nothing away from him because when you get those type of opportunities like a manager like Graham Potter, you definitely have to take those opportunities because they don't come around too often 
for managers of his kind of caliber. But again, it's a big gamble. And if it doesn't work out for him, where's the the, the blame going to be laid at? It's going to be laid again back at ownership because you've gone in, you've been very involved. And I'm sure, JJ, you can add to this as well. From what you remember, I've never come across Chelsea so open and scatter with targets of players, who they're going out after. So many leaks coming out of Chelsea and it never used to happen under the old regime. You know, they've got a lot more professional professional account of what's wanted, what's needed under the old regime compared to this new regime. So for me, mm. I agree with you. It's finally a new start because you've brought in a new manager. But again, Graham Potter has to understand he's not going to get the opportunity to develop that many players. He's going to have the finished players already. And it's a different level, different level of egos that he has to deal with. And he has to get those players on his side quickly because if he doesn't get them on board quickly, it's going to be a long, rough, bumpy ride. Yeah, I mean, all all valid points. And obviously, uh, as a as a, as an ex pro, you'll know what that kind of you know the first couple of days of a new manager are like uh, much better than uh, than me. I mean, both you and Ian obviously experienced in that. Um, you know, I think the one observation sort of from that um, that I that I would add. Is, you know, I wonder if Maurizio Pochettino perhaps took away from his chances of a job like Chelsea, like Manchester United, who he'd also been linked with, uh, you know, in the last year with the way things went uh, with PSG. You know, there was a lot of expectation there. And of course, he did start to win silverware uh, at Parc des Princes. But uh, I'll open the question up to, to both of you and maybe start with Ian first. I mean, do you feel that Pochettino at this moment in time is now considered sort of an elite coach that a club like Chelsea are going to go for? Because I think that's also quite a, a hit on his reputation as well. If Chelsea would prefer somebody like Potter uh, over Pochettino. Yeah, it's really interesting. Obviously, listening to both of your opinions right there. And Nigel, you speak so wisely, obviously being a former player in the Premier League, recognizing also the stature of Chelsea Football Club and what was in demand and, and who can handle that type of pressure. And I think that's probably why you're saying Pochettino was ready to go. It's almost as if you, you're off at the races with the right coach in charge. And now with Graham Potter, you're going to have to build him in. You, the players have got to get used to him. He's not coached at that level before, certainly not at that stature of a club. But JJ, to your question, yeah, it's really interesting. You make a fantastic point about Paris Saint-Germain and Pochettino. It, it was a big job for him going to PSG. Obviously, they want to win the Champions League domestically. Um, you, you know they've got the squad to be able to win domestically pretty much every year. Um, but I think that it, it's not necessarily ruined his reputation. I think that he's probably... He's probably trying to pick wisely what his next move is. And clubs looking at Pochettino, I still think, favor him greatly. There's no doubt in my mind that Pochettino would have been up there, if not in the top two, he would have been up there in the top three of names who could potentially take over Chelsea, who is proven at the highest level, who you would expect to go in and get off the races in a great start. So... I don't know if his reputation is ruined. I think you're going to find Pochettino at some point in a big club and when the time is right. But Chelsea Football Club, as Nigel pointed out, they're in a bit of a mess right now. There's a lot of problems going on at the football club, trying to keep players happy. I think Thomas Tuchel, um, ahead of his uh, departure from the club, had sort of lost the plot. Even his team selection, Nigel, was crazy in the Champions League game. Leaving out Mendy, making big decisions, throwing Fafana straight in there, Obama Yang straight in there. Obviously, Obama Yang he loves and he trusts, but I found him a bit erratic, the way he handled the media. JJ, you know all about that. 
But Nigel, what did you think of the way Thomas Tuchel departed before obviously being fired? Well, for me, I think that I'm actually surprised that a lot of people are surprised. I think that the writing was on the wall from the start of the season, in my opinion, because I, I generally try to read between the lines of players and things that happen. And I'm not talking just about the incident that happened with him and uh, Conte during the Chelsea Tottenham game. For me, if you look at his reaction on the sideline all the time, it's not great. I know he's very dramatic on the sideline, but sometimes it's very negative towards his own players. And then he complained and moaned about players that he bought in. He chose to bring in these players. And like Ian said, some of his decision now, decision-making has been questioned. Starting Aubameyang, dropping Mendy. And, and then again, if you look at him against in that Champions League game, he sat for the last 20 minutes pouting like a, a sport child. So I yep. think for me, the writing was on the wall. It's going to happen. I just don't understand how people are surprised. Again, not to go over what we've just discussed. Yes, it's great. Some Chelsea fans will be, okay, we've given a British manager a chance, an up-and-coming manager. How long are they going to be patient? We have to realise the game that we're in and the game that we cover. We know at that level there, it's all about results fast. You're not going to be given that time. And this is Chelsea. This is the same Chelsea that brought back the club legend, Frank Lampard, gave him a manager's job where they couldn't buy. He had to go and use youth and stuff. And they felt no way to get rid of a club legend like that. So Graham Potter's not going to get the time that we think. And if it doesn't work out quickly, well for Todd Bowley, he has to be yeah. ready for the criticism because people are like, you had Pochettino out there. You had Zinedine Zidane out there. You had managers who already managed clubs at this level, at this point where they could bring instant success or actually keep you up there to compete where you don't have to do the whole rebuilding and you chose to give someone who was doing well, rightly so, an opportunity, and it doesn't work out. Fans ain't going to look at it like that. Fans want it and want it now because they want to stay at that level. Yeah, I agree with you. Again, breaking news. Chelsea have appointed Graham Potter as their head coach on a five-year contract after the departure of Thomas Tuchel one day after their defeat against Dinamo Zagreb in the Champions League match day one. Uh, not much time to waste. There has been a comment from Chelsea Football Club. We are thrilled to bring Graham to Chelsea, said Todd Bowley after Potter's appointment. He is a proven coach and an innovator in the Premier League who fits our vision for the club. Not only is he extremely talented on the pitch, he has skills and capabilities that extend beyond the pitch, which will make Chelsea a more successful football club thanks to everybody for joining in please make sure you like and subscribe jj it's a big appointment graham potter it's an english coach in charge of a big english club yeah there's a lot to like about it a lot to be excited about i mean i think you know when you've shown that you i mean you know when you look at what potter has done with brighton you can see that he has something about him his intelligence i wouldn't say it's unrivaled but he's up there with some of the most sort of tactically savvy uh you know coaches in the league uh you know he's worked as a, a very efficient part of a very uh well-run project in the last couple of years uh at brighton but now this is a real test of him and his elite credentials you know because he's come from almost nowhere uh you know before landing a job in swansea city and then going to to brighton and with all due respect to both swansea and brighton neither of them are are close to sort of the level of expectation uh, that surrounds Chelsea, but also at the same time, you know, there has been a lot of it, speculation, you know, curiosity about when Potter will make the move to a bigger 
club, a, a more challenging uh, scenario. Uh, you know, and he has been linked with big posts in the past. It's not the first time uh, that he's been linked with the job and just immediately got it. So for me, I think it's exciting. It's exciting for the Premier League to, you know, to have a homegrown, uh, you know, coach, uh, you know, coming up in one of the top positions. Uh, and I obviously, as, as somebody who comes from the same hometown as him, Sully Hull, I would bit disappointed that we probably won't be seeing him rocking up at Villa Park anytime soon but uh, you know I, I wish him throw that one in there <laughs> absolutely but no honestly I you know I wish him all the best and I I hope for him that he can hit the ground running because I think you're right you know I think that the pressure will be on from day one uh you know and I just hope for him that uh, you know, the owners are prepared to show him more patience uh, than they did Thomas Tuchel. But adding uh, to Nigel's point about Thomas Tuchel, quite right. Uh, you know, the writing was on the wall for a long time. Tuchel is not a long-term appointment, no matter where he goes. Not at Chelsea, wasn't at PSG, wasn't at Borussia Dortmund, he wasn't at Mainz before that. Thomas Tuchel will always find a way to, to fall out with his superiors. I think the only surprise was, uh, you know, that he managed to sort of see two different owners of the club uh, before making his way out of Stamford Bridge. So it doesn't surprise me that he's, uh, you know, he's on the move. And I am curious to see if he perhaps, uh, you know, reappears at some point in the Premier League, because I think there are quite a few, uh, you know, big clubs, if they make a managerial change, who will be looking at him. And also, uh, you know, if if Bayern do suffer uh, in their form in the next couple of months, they've also been known to be big fans of Thomas Tuchel as well. I just want to say, uh, Ian, as well, I forgive JJ for when he was writing up when I was at Villa and used to give me a four out of 10 every week for just no reason. <laughs> I think it was more personal than anything else, but it's okay, JJ. I forgive you for that. No, uh, 100% what you said is 100% right. I agree to you. I think for me, I just want to make it clear. I think Graham Potter is a talented manager and I think it's great he's been presented opportunity. What I wanted just to make people understand is it's a different beast he's going to now. And if he's not successful, it's going to be very tough on him. And it's always going to look bad on Chelsea because of the other options that's available. But at the same time, how can we know how capable Graham Potter is if he's not given opportunities at this level? So in one hand, it's it's great by Chelsea. You know, like JJ said, their British manager, giving him an opportunity, can see the vision. And it's obviously a lot more than just management there. I think there's a long-term plan that they want to invest with Graham Potter in recruiting and how they're going about it. Because again... Chelsea's recruiting has been questioned at the start of this season where people are making fun of some of the signings. So obviously somewhere along the line there, there's a disconnect between ownership and the football club in the sense of what direction they're going recruitment wise. So maybe that's something else that you can add to as well as being a manager. So it's going to be interesting. But again, we don't know how far he can go unless these opportunities are provided. So maybe he can actually show that he can be in that group of the top 1% manager. But he definitely needs to hit the ground running and he needs to win the players over very quickly and also the fan base because Chelsea fans want Champions League and want competing for the Premier League title. Like, there's no knocking that. That is exactly what is the demand at Chelsea Football Club. If you're just tuning in, Graham Potter has been appointed Chelsea manager. Five-year contract. It looks like it's a big bit of business for Todd Bolly. His first major move after spending a ton of money on the transfer window and the recent departure of Thomas Tuchel left many fans unhappy. Before we get on to Brighton, I want to say to everybody out there, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure you like and subscribe, but also share a comment if you agree with what the guys are saying. We have Nigel Rio Coker, Jonathan Johnson with us today. I am Ian Joy, your host for the moment. 
And it is a big bit of business right now for Chelsea Football Club. You mentioned earlier, Nigel, about Graham Potter going to Chelsea, um, the expectancy. But let's not forget that Chelsea Football Club, over the last 22 years, the average term for a manager is 524 days. Thomas Tuchel lasted 589 days, if I'm not mistaken. And his trophy cabinet was relatively full. So what can we expect from Graham Potter? And I guess the big question would be, why would he take this job when you know there's such a short term? Well, it's different ownership. It's hard to say. That was under, you know, the, the previous ownership. And I think for me, if, if you look at Chelsea and how they, they managed and how they did things at the club, it was very similar to Real Madrid. I think any manager who goes to Real Madrid knows that you've got a lifespan of at least three years, three or four years. That's it. You're lucky to get two. If you've got more than two years at Real Madrid, that's it. But Real Madrid's philosophy is we'll get in the players, you come in and manage. You can win the league title in the Champions League, but there's a chance we can get rid of you next year. And it's worked for them. You know, they've stayed successful because it's a new manager, new message, new thing coming in. Going completely off side, off a different side note, you look at Liverpool right now. Jurgen Klopp's been there for seven years. Now they're talking about reinventing themselves. It was very similar when Jurgen Klopp was at Dortmund for seven years. So some clubs are used to that kind of style of running their club where we'll bring in the players. We've got the scouting network. We bring you the best of the best. You don't have to develop players. You just have to come and manage these egos and manage these players and do what you have to do to win. If you don't win and you're not successful, we get rid of you. So I think now on the Toboli, we're going to see kind of a different Chelsea. I don't think he's as cutthroat as the previous regime is. And again, also, you've got to be careful of who's advising him. No, but I, you say that, Ian, but I think... But how can you say that, Nigel? I mean, Thomas Tuchel think, has okay. had success at the football club. He has been I, brilliant for Chelsea Football Club since he's arrived. And you're he saying he's not... Been. But, okay, but the difference is this, though. There's all there's an incident that came out, apparently, that Toboli went into the dressing room after the whole Tottenham game. Now, Thomas Tuchel is not going to be that type of manager that stands for that. He's old school. I don't think... I think from then, that's kind of upset him and then you don't know what kind of tension that that's caused. And for all you know, we don't know if there's a player in the dressing room that talks to the ownership. Because one of the things they said is they felt he's lost the dressing room and stuff. When things like that happen, it makes it very uncomfortable. An owner should be an owner. A manager should be a manager. And that's it. But when you start mixing and integrating the two, you're causing problems. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, you know, I, I couldn't agree more with that. Uh, you know, and also I think at the end of the day, there was probably an element of when, uh, you know, Boley and the new regime came in where they were thinking, do we try and bring in our own man or, you know, do we do we give the current guy time? You know, because obviously it's very difficult to argue with Thomas Tuchel's record in such a short space of time uh, with Chelsea. But also, I think when you come in, you know, that a takeover of that magnitude, the temptation must be enormous, uh, you know, to stamp your mark on it from the off and put your own man in place. Uh, you know, and I think perhaps... Whether it was something that happened, you know, as soon as the game started coming, maybe even as early as preseason, as I've seen some suggestions uh, on social media, you know, maybe there started to be a feeling that, you know, the relationship wasn't going to be quite as easy as, uh, you know, both parties expected, uh, you know, little bits of tension, uh, you know, started to feed into the beginning of the season. Uh, and then suddenly, uh, you know, you're on this path towards things potentially being untenable quite quickly because you're, you're absolutely right, Nigel, you know, Thomas Tuchel can be quite an explosive character if he sees something he doesn't like he doesn't just sort of step back from it you know he steps in front of it confronts it uh you know and makes it very clear that he doesn't agree with it so you know if there is that sort of interference uh you know then uh you know 
I think this is a you know perhaps a, a bit of a warning shot for Bowley that uh, you know he is going to have to you know take a bit of distance uh, and you know let his new man get uh, get to grips with things. We'll keep this pretty quickly before we move on to Brighton. We recognize there's a lot of breaking news also happening for Brighton and Hove Albion. And it's important we discuss what's happening there as well. But before we move on from Chelsea, there's a lot of U.S. fans who are tuning in watching this who are big Chelsea fans. They're also big Christian Pulisic fans. And there's been a lot of players who have been sitting on the sidelines trying to get into Thomas Tuchel starting eleven. What does a move like this mean for someone like Christian Pulisic? who's been desperate to get into the starting 11, clearly frustrated, and now there's a new man at the helm, Nigel. It, there's no guarantee. Whenever a new manager comes in, there's no guarantee. And I think that's what football fans need to understand here. You know, it, when you play football in the Premier League and in Europe, there's no such thing as a participation trophy. You've got to earn the right. None of these players are Graham Potter's players. So everyone's going to know they have a point to prove. It doesn't matter how big your name is. It doesn't even matter if you're Aubameyang and you just came into uh, Chelsea because they needed a striker desperately. He will play the players that he feels deserve to. And then everyone has to earn the right. It's been difficult for Pulisic at the moment at Chelsea to get game time. I think the biggest problem that he's had is Raheem Sterling coming there. And it's not an ageing Raheem Sterling. This is Raheem Sterling in his prime. So that is probably his uh, main competitor. And it's a difficult one and he has to earn the right to get in that team. And I think Graham Potter is knows and he's going to make sure all the players know it's a complete clean slate. No one's guaranteed to start and only time will tell. Surely though, that, that clean slate, uh, you know, must be a massive motivation, uh, you know, as a player, when you, you're perhaps out of favor under the former coach, you've got a new guy coming in, you know, it's a, it's, it's a fresh start for everyone, a new chance for, for him to impress. I'm, you know, I'm not as down on, on Pudasic as perhaps somebody like James Bench, who I know doesn't have Pudasic sort of to the, to the top of his rotation in this Chelsea squad, but you know, you do feel like it is a new start for a lot of the guys in this group of players, because it is a very, very talented group. And obviously in a world cup year, there's, there's no greater motivation surely for a player than to have a new coach uh, and to be playing for your international uh, future at the World Cup at the same time. Well, let's not forget that Nigel was probably responsible for many a sacking uh, of his managers <laughs> at the time. And I can only let's imagine. Not start no vicious rumours here. Let's not start that. Let's not start. All I'm saying we is we discussed, we discussed some big names and I know that someone on this panel is an Aston Villa fan. Let's just say <laughs> get into close to that sacking season. So there's going to be some big clubs with uh, vacant managerial seats up there and there's some uh, players. And then depending on what managers these clubs go for, we're going to see how ambitious these clubs truly are or they just like to talk the talk. Yeah, I do look forward to talking some of the, the the possibilities of many coaches in the hot seat as we look to break down or preview the Premier League uh, fixtures that are coming up this weekend. Let's move on quickly to Brighton. They have just released a statement saying that pretty much all the coaching staff has now gone to Chelsea Football Club and under-21 coach Andrew Cross will take the role of Albion's interim head coach, supported by his assistant Shannon Roof, and then set play coach Nick Stanley. Here's one for you, Nigel. Adam Lalana. 
and assistant goalkeeping coach Jack Stern will all be in charge of Brighton and Hove Albion. They sit fourth in the Premier League right now, ahead of Chelsea, wow. two places ahead of them. And then, of course, they have a big game against Bournemouth this weekend. we got to talk about Brighton because this affects them greatly. What a great campaign they're having right now. JJ, what do you think now? Obviously, losing a coach, they go into a big game this weekend, trying to maintain. How difficult must that be for them to try and remain focused? Oh, massively. Uh, you know, I, I think to an extent, it'll probably feel like an end of an era, uh, you know, in and around Brighton. I mean, you bear in mind all the activity that's gone on, uh, you know, this summer, because it's not just Potter. You know, you had uh, Kukurea moving on as well. Uh, you know, that's a lot of Chelsea money that has gone into uh, into Brighton's coffers. But the, you know, the, the, the trade-off for that is you've lost a very good player, a very good coach, uh, you know, and a large amount of the coaching staff as well. So I think... You know, Brighton need to be really smart about this, take their time, uh, you know, really consider things properly because Brighton at this moment in time, especially given the way that they started the season under Potter, they're a very attractive prospect. And we had a, a, a theoretical discussion on here the other day about the possibility of whether Brighton could go for somebody like a Pochettino, given how PSG worked out. I mean, I still think that perhaps it might be slightly below what Pochettino would is probably expecting from his next job, but it's that oh, kind JJ, of you uh, want approach. Pocha Villa. Stop playing, JJ. You want Pocha Villa. Just say it. I do. I do. He I, I, distance there. Just say it. You don't want him to go Brighton. No, I mean, I, I mean, I would, I would welcome Pochettino at Villa Park if it comes to that. We will see. I mean, it's a massive weekend for Villa, uh, you know, on a completely different tangent, but uh, you know, I think Brighton, you know, I, they, their recruitment process is second to none, uh, you know, and if that remains intact, then I expect Brighton's managerial appointment to follow Potter to not necessarily be an obvious candidate. Yeah, I think that they have to be smart about it and, and everything JJ said is right. They have to take their time because they've built something great right now. You can't come in and bring a manager who doesn't fit the style of what you've what you're about as a football club in the sense of developing players, the network that you have and the style of play that you have. You have to have a manager that's very, very adaptable to the players and the personnel and the, and the constant change. If you come in with a manager that's very demanding, wants these players, you're going to change the complete structure of how you've run that club, which is getting so many um, rave reviews as probably saying Brighton is one of the best run clubs in English football, which they rightly so deserve so. So it's a, it's a situation where they really need to take their time. They're probably going to have to go for an up-and-coming manager with a footballing philosophy, young manager, who they can, like I said, fit the mould for what the club is about. Well, Brighton and Hove Albion just releasing a statement. Chairman Tony Bloom has also made some comments. I am very disappointed that Graham will be leaving us. He has done exceptionally well over the past three and a bit seasons. He is an exceptional head coach and an exceptional person. He will be hugely missed at our football club. He leaves an excellent legacy for his successor with the club in its highest ever position and on the back of leading us to our highest finish in the club's history last season. I would like to thank Graham, Billy, Bjorn, Bruno, Ben and Kyle for their work done here and wish them all the very best for their future. So breaking news today on So You heard it here first. Well, maybe not, but we're pulling you in with all the breaking news. Chelsea appoint Graham Potter on a five-year contract. A big thank you to Jonathan Johnson and Nigel Rio Coker for joining me today. Thank you so much to all of you also for joining us on Kegelazzo. Please take a minute to leave us a rating 
please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or even here, right here on YouTube. We are available also on podcast. Don't forget about it. You can listen on Spotify. You can listen on Apple and Stitcher. And we're also available on video. So subscribe to us on YouTube. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll see you next time.